Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Living Large. Our text is 1 Peter, the second chapter, the second through the tenth verses. And as my usual style, I'm going to read probably about three or four verses, but I really suggest that when you have the time, you read all of this. Again, it's 1 Peter, the second chapter, the second through the tenth verses. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. Verse 3, If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And verse 5, Like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. This text is a pep talk of sort about spiritual growth. Pulling out all the Hebrew scripture stops with references to spiritual milk that helps you grow into salvation, living stones being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. The writer reminds these new believers to whom and what they are attached. A living, worshiping community expected and divinely nurtured to grow into what God wants his church to become empowered and activated by the very presence of God through Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, the most important aspect of the church. Peter's letter is written specifically to exiles. These are believers who are scattered throughout the Roman Empire because of persecution. And as you know, that's what happened to the early church. Peter wants to encourage these believers who are being persecuted during the rule of Emperor Nehru through harassment, torture, and even death. Now, they were facing it from all sides. The Romans didn't like them because they refused to worship the emperor. The Jews, who refused to be associated with this new movement altogether, persecuted them. And sometimes even their own families, who often refused to follow their kinfolk into this new religion, this new belief system, they persecuted them too. It's important to understand that following Christ back at this time was a, a really frightening and isolating experience. If you were beaten or otherwise abused, there was no court that would uphold your interests. Even if your family rejected you, I mean, it was like you would have no place to turn. So you really have to think in terms of the time. I imagine that these people really felt small and isolated and up against everything. So Peter reminds these believers, as frightening as this experience may be, you are not alone. Like the psalmist, you know and echo, you have already tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Like your Israelite ancestors to whom the prophet Isaiah preached, you are living stones. You don't come from people who shrink at the sign of trouble. You are part of a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. So don't be afraid. Don't be timid. Don't feel small. 
You are part of something bigger here. Your status has grown. You have moved from shame to honor, from rejection to privilege, from disbelief to belief. Your identity has been enhanced. And sometimes, I know I preach about this a lot if you pay attention to my sermons during the week here, sometimes this whole notion of identity is what gets us all kind of messed up. We live in a time where everyone, it seems, is going through some sort of identity crisis. People, political parties, entire countries, the world is changing rapidly. Fear and uncertainty reign. Institutions that were once considered sacrosanct are, are thought to be corrupt and untrustworthy. I recently read an article that explained fewer Americans than ever before believe in the American dream anymore. And a surprisingly large number of Americans believe we're no longer a nation of immigrants. It seems that our traditional beliefs and social norms are changing every day. So who are we? How do we identify ourselves? Christians are not immune to these changes. The mainstream media insists that the 21st century church is not as relevant as it once was. Its influence in the world is faltering. Fewer people are claiming this faith, and even fewer are practicing it. So as a believer, you and I hear this, and it can affect us, especially during the times when we're not feeling as strong in our walk as we usually do. We go through this all the time, if you admit it to yourself. There may be times when we're physically ill or challenged in some other ways. And those are usually the times when we should turn more to God, but sometimes we can become distracted from God by the world and all the problems that it causes. And that's when we begin to feel small. I'm so glad you're with us today. Here's a special invitation. Join me at Vision New England's Go Conference at the Connecticut Convention Center in Hartford, May 20th and 21st. Here's some dynamic preachers. Be inspired and uplifted while together we learn more effective ways of taking the gospel to our friends, our neighbors, and co-workers in order to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. That's Vision New England's Go Conference, May 20th and 21st in Hartford, Connecticut. And here's a special deal. If, you, if you're a, a Love Rules listener, you can log on to goconf.org. That's G-O-C-O-N-F dot org. And then go down to the coupons part of the registration. And after you've registered, just type in Love Rules and you'll get a 15% discount. And you'll hear some messages that just may change your life. So join us. This letter is written to those of us who sometimes feel isolated and small in our walk. Even if we attend church regularly or even sing in the choir and lead ministries, sometimes we think we're not making a difference. There's a nagging sense of insignificance that can cut us off. We don't want anyone to know, but we may feel like God has, has turned God's back to us. Does this faith even matter anymore? So what happens when we find ourselves in these situations is we go through the motions, we continue to go to church, but something becomes diminished within our spirits. Now we may not say God is diminished, but we, we feel that we're doing something wrong as, as if we're missing out on God. We're afraid. We're not unlike 
these persecuted exiles to which Peter speaks. We no longer give our all because somewhere along the way we stopped believing that our all was good enough. So Peter wants to encourage and reassure us, those of us who feel exiled from what we used to be. The words, now you are God's people, would have meant a lot to these people because it gives them identities in this new and strange culture. They're connected with the living stone who was rejected, just as many of these people feel rejected. And these words are just as significant today as they were 2,000 years ago. Come to him as living stones, and like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. You are a part of something. You are not isolated, even if you feel that way. God is not through with us. We've already done some things. We've already grown, but there's more we can do. We can continue to let ourselves be built into this spiritual house. One of the most wonderful affirmations of Peter's letter is that you live large. You see, even when you're feeling bad, even if you're feeling isolated, even if you feel I haven't gone to church as much as I should and and maybe I'm not serving God as much as I should, The essence of this letter is that you are still a part of the spiritual house. Living large is your recognition that God is still at work in the world and in you. The genius of God's actions in the resurrection is that they are giving enough. They are grand enough to counter all the pressures of our small and insecure world. First Peter reminds us we are resurrection people. We are part of a holy community, fully equipped to proclaim the one who has called us out of darkness into the glorious light. You know, this is why I love the Bible, because you have to get God's words. There is something special and wonderful about God's word that can lift you when you're feeling down, that can bring you closer to Christ when you're feeling isolated that can remind you of your identity in God. We are called to remember what we are a part of, how our faith is being nurtured on what our spiritual house rests. We are to remember our God is sovereign and in control, even especially when we are not feeling as close to God. God is in control and continues to love us and take care of us right now, right this moment. Do you think God would really turn away from us? Would God really abandon us? At your most challenging moment, I just stopped by to remind you, you are still a child of God. You are still a part of God's spiritual house. So right now, if you are struggling, take a moment, ask the Holy Spirit, to stir your spirit, to awaken your heart, to remind you of the taste of a great God. God has not left you. God is as close as your next prayer. If God loved you yesterday, God loves you today. That truth is your permission to live large right in this moment. If you're not feeling your best today or if something has happened in your family or at work or something has just thrown your spirit off balance. I want you to know you are still connected 
Romans 8, 35, 39. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution? Know that you are still loved. 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Know that you are forgiven. Isaiah 43, 25. I, even I, am he who blots out all your transgressions and remembers your sins no more. And most importantly, know that you are never alone. The same God who has loved you in the past loves you now. So you can live large. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's all you need to expand, increase, and grow. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. 